Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, Ulysses, yesterday we did uh, bullpen rankings for the AL East, and today we will do lineup, starting lineup rankings for the AL East. But before we get to that, something that we didn't really have time to dig into on yesterday's show, which we maybe should have, but the uh, impact or potential impact or expectation of Nick Anderson. Yeah. Uh, our boy, Mark Topkin, wrote an article on Nick Anderson not too long ago. This dude is uh, rehabbing, throwing from a parking lot of all places, which, can I just say this? Can I be frank? Okay. It's a little ridiculous. Like, you can't go to a park five minutes away. You've got to throw in a parking lot. You have to throw in that parking lot that's right by the physical therapy place. You can't get in a car. There, there's parks everywhere around. <laughs> You can find, you can find a piece of grass instead of oh my soles, my shoes are uh, oh my. I hope I, I don't hit any cars. No, you're doing it a little bit for show. Let's be honest. I think it's great, man. I think Look, I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's anything, quite frankly. Like it's a cool story, I guess, but it's yeah. like I feel like it's kind of hammed up. Oh. Look, because the lockout, Nick Anderson has to throw from a parking lot instead I think, of a fancy facility. I think that was the 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 the, the twinge, little hint that yeah. Topkin wanted to give a little bit. Like, look, if because of the lock, which awesome, good for you, Mark. Good for you, Mark, for giving that twinge because it is regrettable that the owners are locking out the players. So good for you, Mark. Um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, honestly, you know what would be cool is if you were in the parking and be like, holy crap, is that bleeping Nick Anderson yeah. throwing gas? Which, by the way, begs the question, we were ranking bullpens of the AL East, like you said, on, on yesterday's episode. Nick Anderson is a very intriguing part yes. of what we said the Rays land first in that podium. Yeah, and quite frankly, I kind of did my ranking without really even putting much consideration with Nick Anderson. That's like, the thing. It was sort of an afterthought. Me too. And they were first. We know what this guy could do in 2019 and 2020. Right. Yes, he was hurt 2021. And it was evident that he didn't have it. Yes. It was evident that he was getting hit hard. It was evident that he didn't have this, the, the MPHs in his arm. There was something off. He wasn't missing bats. Yes. He was, every time that the, the curveball was thrown, it was hold on to your life because this could go very far. bad, yeah. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case for 2022. No. And he's getting his stuff uh, fixed. I know it's not a Tommy John surgery. Do you have the name? It's, it's a, like a partial tear of his ulnar collateral ligament, I okay. think. It's it's something it's like a, Tommy John, but not Tommy John. Right. There is a – well, that was his injury, but they have to do like some suture and it's – like I'm not a surgeon by any means, but it's some interesting procedure that's not quite as invasive 
as Tommy John. That's how I, I understand. I'm kind of it. speaking out of my butt right now. I'm going to be honest. Look, I mean, we uh, all I know is that he sucked in 2021. That his fastball velocity went in the toilet. I mean, from September 2019 to September 2021. When you're a guy that's throwing 98. Uh, at, at your peak, but you're sitting 95, 96, and then you're sitting 91, 92. Yeah. In back-to-back years, something is wrong. Because time. Uh, and we can kind of blame the Rays for overusing them in the playoffs in 2020. Uh, 100,000%. Just because it's the playoffs, you can't just tell that yeah. shoulder. You can't tell that ligament, hey, it's the playoffs. You have to do double the work yeah. now, uh, even though you oh, haven't done that. And by the and again, if we're not to make this a whole lockout discussion, but – the guy that was being thrown to the wolves and being used game in game out. And Hey, you're really our only guy that we really, really trust. So we have to keep using you. Yeah. He's making league minimum. Oh, Oh really? So he's not a big 15, $20 million guy. He's just earning 580,000 and you're giving him the, the most high leverage moments. I feel like, wow. Yes. And again, I don't want to make this a lockout thing. and How can my, we not make every episode a lockout? Good though? point. Good point. But I feel like there should be or could be some mechanism, and I guess they've kind of talked about that with the pre-arb numbers. But if you're the top reliever on the team and you're a rookie, second-year player, you should get a little bit of something, some sort of bonus, something a, a bone at least. If I don't... I mean, again, people can that are listening to this, you, you can call me out on it. You can tweet at me. But I'm pretty sure with the Rays in 2019, it was so stupid, the numbers, that I still remember them. With the Rays, he had 41 strikeouts and two walks. Yeah. He was legit a top five reliever, maybe even better in 2019-2020 regular season, right? Show me a better ratio of strikeout to walk. You will not right. find it unless you're playing MLB The Show against a five-year-old. Yeah, it was insane. It's insane. Um, so, yeah. And he won't be a free agent until 2025. And he might be out of the league. He very well could be out of the league. By the Dude's 29. Yeah. Now, some of that was on him with some yeah, of the sure, sure. field stuff, but still. It's still not okay. So, anyway, that's what the lockout is about, guys. CBA, just remember that, you know, Nick Anderson should have deserved more for his performance, and he did not. Uh, But anyway, regardless to what 2022 could mean for the Rays, if Nick Anderson is healthy, it means an acquisition in the trade deadline. That's what that means. If he's healthy and good, because he very well could be healthy, but he might not be good. Well, I don't think he was healthy, honestly, last year seeing him, right? Like, it didn't look good. Yeah, that's It just looked like he wasn't, you know, And, and, and he only knows that. I don't even think the Rays know that if he was healthy. Maybe they do. But he's the one that knows I actually wasn't super Yeah, healthy. he's, again, pro athletes, they're a different breed. They, especially in an instance where you're like Nick Anderson and you don't want to, like, show any weakness and you want to prove that you're reliable and durable. And, yeah, I'll take the ball, coach. I want to do everything I can because you don't have that long-term security in that contract. You don't want to say, oh, I'm hurt, and then the, the Rays ship Wait, you off. And you know. Why would he not have that long-term security? Aren't uh, teams supposed to just, like, give you money and, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, no, that's right. Yeah, that doesn't work. Oh, CBA. So, but what kind of bothers me, not bothers me, but – gives me a little bit pause for what, if anything, we're going to expect from Nick Anderson or look, I think we have to get to the point where I don't know if he's ever going to return to what we saw 
in 2019 and 2020. Again, just like the the, the Kittrich discussion in, in yesterday's episode, was that his peak? Yeah, was that his peak? And, and there, look, it, we've seen a lot of lot of players, a lot of pro ball players that have a two year peak, and that's it. And I'll, and 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 fine. Let's let's say just for argument's sake that this this what those two years were his peak. Fine. Okay. That doesn't negate the fact that from the, in the next two years or maybe the next season, if you just want to be talking about 2022, uh-huh. that doesn't mean that he couldn't be just like a, a good reliever. He doesn't have to have a 41 strikeout, yes. a 41 to two strikeout to walk ratio in order to be good. Yeah. I mean, he could just be an okay reliever and that would be helpful for the race. I, I agree with you. The problem with that is. I feel like just about every Rays fan, when you bring up Nick Anderson, all they're going to think about, well, that's not the same Nick Anderson from 2019, 2020. Let them. Okay. Let them. Let them argue over to to nameless and faceless Twitter handles so if- with 17 numbers after the the name Chris. Chris78547665. Oh, you don't like Nick Anderson in 2022 because he doesn't have a 41 to 2 strikeout yeah. to walk ratio. His oh, ERA bo- is 3.7. Oh, yeah. boo. No. Um, but what I kind of worry about or wonder if it's going to take Nick Anderson a little bit longer than the projected initial timeline of when he's supposed to come back, which I think is supposed to be mid season, which yeah. in a normal season would be what, July? I right. Guess. But he hasn't, because of the lockout, he doesn't have the luxury of training and working with the Rays elite development staff and analytics staff. He can't talk to Kyle Snyder. He can't talk to field coordinators. It's tough. And that's tough. And to, to your point of like, oh, you know, he's just doing that show. Isn't there a park? Even if there is a park, you just hit it. This is why this lockout matters, especially for injured guys. They don't have the the equipment, the knowledge, the wherewithal to do the rehab as they could have if this wasn't an owner-imposed lockout. Right. Because let's remember, folks, and this is going to be the last lockout reference of the day because there's been too many for a non-lockout episode. Maybe. Stay tuned. Um, when you have a CBA that expires – the normal thing to do is to keep playing or to keep having those labor relations. And while you're talking and negotiating the next one, yeah. you keep the last one that's in check. That's what's usual. This owner imposed lockout does not have to happen. It does not. So yeah. let's just put that up. Um, I want to throw this out there for Nick Anderson. 2022, this upcoming season couple over-unders for you. Okay. Over-under, 20 and a half innings pitched in the bigs. 20 and a half. Well, I know he pitched like 16 innings in 2020. Okay. So 20 60 point game season. Yeah, so 20 point. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Barely. Barely. Okay. Yes, like 21. Uh, over under four and a half saves. I'm gonna go under. Okay, I'm gonna go under because 
you don't want to put him in a situation where now he has to be the guy. Don't don't do that to him. Don't yeah. don't do to Nick Anderson the savior thing. Like, oh, we finally got him back. He's finally healthy. Don't do that. Right. It's like imagine if I was waiting for for a built bar. This whole time I was just waiting for a built bar. When is my yeah. built bar break? Oh wait, it's right here and it's right now. Okay. Okay, because you know why? Because built bars are delicious and they're healthy for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have incredible flavors such as mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and white chocolate cookies and cream. And by God, they're delicious, Kevin. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So what you have to do today, maybe you're Nick Anderson in a parking lot and you're hungry. Because you can't find grass anywhere. Oh, he can find grass. He just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He wants to, you know, chuck it, you know, in, in asphalt. But before he does that, he has to go to built.com. And he has to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off his Built Bar order. And you do too. So go today to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off at built.com. Man, you stole my thunder because I was going to do a great tee-up for uh, oh, yeah? the Bilt Bar live read. Damn. And before we move off this topic, one more over-under. Okay. One more over-under. We should have ran by this uh, pre-game, pre-show, <laughs> but it is what it is. This is an organic pod, yeah, Kevin. The listeners know yeah, it. Yeah, we can't change it up now. Uh, over-under 3.51 ERA for Nick Anderson in 2022. Okay, 3.51. Uh, under. Okay, under. fair enough. All right, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Two starting lineup rankings in the AL East, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have to make this one a little bit quicker than our last couple yes. uh, additions. But uh, why, why, why am I wasting time? Let's go ahead and get right into it. Number five in the AL East of uh, lineup starting lineup, I guess they wear gray, they wear black, but most importantly, they wear orange, and that is the Baltimore Orioles. Do I need to say more? Uh, no, in fact, I didn't even really look at their lineup. I just said, yeah, they're the worst. They're right? the worst. So they're the yeah, worst. we can move on. Yeah. Okay. In fact, uh, just just for you know information's sake, everybody, uh, they were 29th in F4 production uh, offensively. Oh no way! Yeah, no way. You don't say. Yeah, 29th. Cedric Mullins was really good. That was it. Basically. Yeah, that was it. And uh, you know. Trey Mancini, we love that guy. And Mount Castle. Well, we're we, we're actually well, well, they actually might have a little bit of a better lineup than we think, but they're still not. Uh, no, it's still fifth in the AL East. Well, no, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, number four on my list. This is where it's going to be interesting. I think. I think so. I, I don't think we have it right. I don't okay. think not right, but I don't think we have the same. Like the bullpen. The bullpen yes. we had it five four three two one exactly the same. You think this five four three two one is going to be different between us? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, my number four, uh, they need to make moves. And because they don't have any actual like three starters right now in their depth chart, I can't rank them higher than this. Okay. So the New York Yankees are fourth right now in lineup. And honestly, their production was not that great. Uh, they, were, they were mediocre. F4, yeah. we said, oh, the Baltimore Orioles are 29th. The Yankees were 16th. No bueno, as my friend would say. ISO, same thing. They were only above the Baltimore Orioles within this division. Oh, WRC plus again, mediocre. One oh one. This is with 
names that they don't even have now. And to end this anti-Yankee rant, they had Brett Gardner batting six in the wild card game. Get the bleep out of here. The New York Yankees are number four in the lineup rankings in this division. Uh, the Yankees are also my number four in this division. Uh, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, Anthony Rizzo is a free agent and is not yet on this roster. Um, I think it's the same problems as we saw last year. Yeah, they got the big boppers. Are the big boppers going to stay healthy? We don't know that. Uh, they're too right-handed heavy, mm-hmm. and they're just not very athletic. No. And I think we're going to see more than D.J. LeMayhew, but I would have expected a lot more. Like, I don't know how he goes from that to a great, great, great season. 33. 2022. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing there. Getting so old, getting they just old. Gotta, they, it's just a big lumbering lineup where if – if you don't lean into one, you're kind of struggling a little bit. So and also, Kevin, like now they have that Aaron Judge, should we sign him or should we trade him thing? Yeah, he's 30 years old. They have Giancarlo signed up until he's 38, 39. They have DJ LeMahieu signed until he's 38. Yeah. If they sign Judge, he's going to want at least seven to eight yeah. years. So you got him at 38. If they get into the Freddie Freeman st- uh, sweepstakes, he's 32. Yeah. So what, you're going to offer him a DJ LeMahieu type deal six seven years yeah 38 39 so this is i don't see how this team gets any better than fourth i'm sorry yeah and i mean joey gallo can't beat the shift he strikes out 200 times a year i don't get the uh, appeal quite frankly uh luke voigt i mean i feel like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some drama with the whole aaron judge contract extension mess luke voigt wasn't he complaining about playing time Mm -hmm. and the acquisitions at the trade deadline last year i think there's something there uh so yeah they're they're we agree. Five, four, number cool. three, number three. This is my change up. Okay. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. Uh-huh. I got to go Tampa Bay race. Okay. Tampa Bay Rays third in this division. Uh, I understand what they did was amazing. Okay. Uh-huh. It was the best lineup we have ever seen at the trop and out of the trop. You know, that, that was just Uh, incredible they were fourth in f4 in in all of major leagues they were uh, better than the yankees in baltimore in iso but another couple teams beat them there uh wrc plus they were third in major leagues at 109 so they were they were very very good my issue with that is who is going to be that righty bat yeah in that dh spot brett phillips he provided a lot of uh, powerful moments. In, in fact, 13 home runs is nothing to sneeze at in the major leagues, right? Can he do that again? Kevin Kiermaier might have had his best offensive year since like 2017. Is that going to happen again? Brendan Lau hit 39 home runs. I hope he does that again. But let's not forget, he also had two and a half months of famine. Meadows survived a great season because he had a scorching two-month period. So my problem with this lineup, it's the streaks. Either they're very hot or they're very cold. The platooning, they do it better than anyone. But just because you do something better than anyone doesn't mean that it's always going to work. So unfortunately, I don't see I don't see them having as much firepower as two other teams in this division. 
That is very fair, and I'm actually going a little bit more Rays homer than you, believe it or not. That might be a first. Wow. Actually, and quite frankly, my number three is not the Rays, but the Red Sox. And just, and I think it's, it was close. It was almost a 2A, 2B, however you want to look at it. But I put the Red Sox three. Really, the sole reason I did that was because they swapped out Jackie Bradley Jr. for uh, Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Who Hunter Renfro, yeah, we can make our jokes about how bad he was with the Rays, but he basically played like an all-star last year. Yes. 30 bombs, not to mention the defense. I mean, we're, we're just talking about the starting lineup. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, but like, I think he had an 816 OPS, 31 home runs. Like, he was legit last year. I don't think Jackie Bradley is replicating no. uh, that offensive production. Now, I will say this. Um, look, I, even though the Red Sox are number three, I think it's still a really, really good lineup. And this isn't even mentioning the fact that they could get some production from Jeter Downs and Tristan Casas. Maybe. The, the prospects this upcoming year. But I think they're they're five through – I mean, they're, they've got five, six – it's really, really strong between Kike Hernandez, Devers, Bogarts, Verdugo, JD Martinez. How much does he have left in the tank? Now, there, you get it after that. You kind of get into some question marks there. Um, but they're my number three. But I think it's really close with the Rays, who are my number two. Okay, that no, and that's fair. I had those two teams very close. I had to give it up to Boston because yeah. of five reasons. Okay, and I'll give it up to you, Bogarts. Devers, okay. Hernandez, Martinez, Fenway Park. Fair. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something you cannot replicate. That that's an advantage. And I know that you know it might be like, oh, well, well you're just talking about stadium. I'm like, but it so impacts what you do on the field when yeah. you have a 280 uh, wall, right? Right. I, so I. I because of the question marks of the race, I had them really close, but I had to give that edge to Boston in part by Fenway Park. I know I'm being, you yes. know, it, it can be kind of funny tongue in cheek, but you know, Fenway Park matters, especially when you're talking about your lineup yeah. rankings. Um, no, I, I, I get your point. And those are all that that's very true. The reason I put the Ray is slightly ahead of the Red Sox here kind of goes back to the bullpen thing. I think the depth and how they utilize the lineup in the platoons and, I think that, you know, I'm not just looking at, okay, how many guys, how many guys in the starting lineup hit 30 home runs and, and bat 275. The Rays are never going to win yeah. that battle, really. But it's in the aggregate. Yes. They've mastered the three true outcomes and base running, taking the extra base. Like their, their ability, again, what are we talking about with offense and lineup? Scoring runs, the ability to score runs. The Rays were second in baseball in runs scored yeah. last year. Set a franchise record, yeah. obviously, with runs scored. And you bring up really good questions about, uh, is Mike Zanino going to replicate what he did? Is Brandon Lau going to replicate what he did? Or stay healthy? Um, Who's the next jo- – I mean, look, you I know think, you know, I like Taylor Walls a lot. Look, I think Taylor I like Walls, Walls. – I don't, he's not there for the offense. Uh, but, 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 no, fine. Exactly. But who's going to be the all-star Joey Wendell production? Who? Somebody well, needs to fill that production. It's not like Joey Wendell had a ton of production offensively, though. But 
in the aggregate, though, yeah. he did. He was an all-star. First so, half. Ex- okay, so who's going to be um, that guy? Is it Taylor Walls? Can or we- Vidal Bruhan or Josh Lowe. Somebody is going to step up. Question but marks. Here, here's, my, here's my other point, though. I think Randy Rosarina. Or Rosarina. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Lockout. I can't even pronounce it. Randy. 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 There it is. Uh, I think he'll build off his, quote-unquote, rookie season. And here's the... Here's the big thing right here, guys. Uh, full season from Wander Franco. Full season. Not 70 games, but well, well, 162. But well, whatever the season is, you're going to theoretically get a full year out of that guy. And that is big, I think. It is huge, actually, Kevin. So, um, so, be- before we run too long, and, and, and I agree, they were very tight. And yeah. I think maybe a lot of Locked On Race listeners will you know, agree with you on this one. And that's okay. Uh, I think everybody listening to this agrees that the number one, just as sure as we are as number five being Baltimore Orioles, number one goes to the Blue Jays. Yes. That lineup is stupid. Yes. It's stupid. And it's stupid because you go down that lineup and you don't find a hole until like number seven, number eight sometimes. Yeah. So... And that's not even Kevin Biggio is not even in in in, in like your th- hemisphere of thought, right? So, um, yeah, this is just a very fire firepower uh, lineup, and there's no way that anybody doesn't have. I a mean, one. they legit have or are going to have three dynamite hitting catchers with Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, and Gabriel Marino. Now, the Blue Jays they do lose out. On Marcus Simeon, that's a big loss. Sure. But I think some of that is weathered by, you would think, theoretically, a full season from George Springer. Yeah. And strides from Biggio. Strides from, hopefully. I don't know how much better. Well, not hopefully, but yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Vlad, Guerrero, them, yeah. Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. Vlad Guerrero. Being Vlad Guerrero. Um, and, and Bo Bichette. Like, I, I don't I mean, know how much more they can get better offensively, but that line... Again, you look at the look at all the the offensive numbers. It was didn't Teoscar get hurt? He missed some time, right? Um, if he did, it must have been very little. Oh, his yeah, numbers he, were very good. Well, again, he, he's he's probably one of the more underrated hitters in baseball. The fact that like nobody talks about Teoscar Hernandez because that lineup is so stacked, and even Randall Grichuk, like he's legit. Like, yeah, you can get 28, 30 bombs out of him. It's back to back to back to back to back to back. No, it's a yeah. really really good lineup. It's number one in this yeah. AL East. Hands down for sure. In fact, Kevin, I have a question for you. If you had to tell me if we were going to do Name That War and Baseball Trivia, Uh what are the odds that that both are going to happen, and where would you place that bet? Uh, I would say the odds are very small that that would happen because uh, we're running out of time here. We're running long. But I would, if I was going to put green Skittles on it, I would go to bet online to do that. Also another question with the bet online ad is um, really a great, again, we're just giving bet online great prop bet ideas, but uh, do the blue Jays hit the most home runs in baseball or in the American league this season? I think that would be a yes. very legitimate yeah. question. So that just kind of goes to our point there, but uh, yeah, let's talk about bet online already. Uh, yeah. Football might be over for this season, but basketball 
is still in full steam for both pro and college hoops. We're getting into March Madness season, which is exciting stuff. So from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Well, Kevin, uh, that means that we're just having baseball trivia for today's episode. Okay. And because of that, I have a fun one. Um, opening day has been canceled. Has it? I haven't. No way. <sighs> so, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of helps the race of the first two series were canceled. We, we talked about yet. this. We talked about how missing games could help the race, or maybe it wouldn't help the race. Go check that episode yeah. out. We did that last week. Um, so baseball trivia, opening day has been canceled. So I started to look at opening day lineups for the Rays in the past. And I want to focus on years 2006 through 2021 right okay in the, from 2006 there have been seven different opening day starters seven different starting pitchers since 2006 which is honestly kind of amazing um you thought it'd be more I thought it would be more, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So since 2006, that's 15, 16 years. That's pretty incredible. So, Kevin, my question to you is, can you name all seven? Name all seven since 2006. This is a, let me just say this. This is a great, great, great trivia question. Thank you. And I'm not just stalling. Uh, so it's seven, correct? Seven is correct. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Scott Casimir. Casimir would be correct. He did it in 2006 and 2007. Okay. And uh, you can play along at home, listeners. This yeah. It's a fun one. Yeah. Um, I will go James Shields. James Shields. Very good. He did it one, two, three, four times, starting with 08, 09. 2010 and 2012. Okay, four years. Wow. Um, David Price. David Price is correct. He did it in 2011, 2013, and 2014. Okay. Uh, Chris Archer. Very good. He is actually the only race pitcher to have started four opening days in a row. He did it in 2015 through 2018. Uh, something tells me he won't be an opening day starter. Wow. That, it's like the independent that, that's some big bet online stuff. Um, right so that's four. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow did it in 2021. Do you remember, this is just extra credit here, do you remember who he pitched against in that opening day start in 2021. Can you tell me the team? That's who I want you to tell me, the team. Oh, the team. I thought you wanted the opposing starting pitcher. Honestly, if you know the team, you would probably also guess the pitcher. Austin Meadows had a big home run. I think they actually won one zip. One zip. It was an interleague game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. Miami Marlins. That's right. Uh, so it must have been Alcantara. Yes, okay. correct. That's right. Wow. I know. You know what? Where I was at opening day, I think. I think I was at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Why are you? Drinking was, a margarita. Was the... My, uh, oh, there it is. Why? Ex-girlfriend. Anyway, that's too much information. <laughs> uh, let's move along here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for off the pod, baby. Yeah. That's off the pod talk. If you want to know more, email lockdownraise.gmail.com. Um... <laughs> Okay, Casimir, Shields, David Price, Chris Archer, Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jeremy Hellickson. Strike one. No, you're killing me. Strike one. Okay, I'm, I'm missing somebody. You got so far, Scott Casimir, James Shields, David Price, Chris Archer, Tyler Glass now. I'm missing 2019-2020. That is correct. Those are the two years. Oh my gosh. That seems like so. Oh. How quickly people Charlie forget. Charlie freaking Morton. Charlie freaking Morton is correct for 2020. He did that opening day indeed. And Against, do you remember who? No idea. The Blue Jays, if I, if I don't. The fact that you know that is very Rain man Why do I have that in here? Why, Kevin? Why? You should be splitting atoms or something. I should be using my noggin for something better, yes. Uh, we all know. 2019. Who was the opening wow. day starter in 2019? Dude. He can't be on the team any longer. No. He's not. Dude, oh this is such... That's, th- 2019 feels like 30 years ago. I was 12 in 2019. Holy cow, 2019. COVID advanced my years by 20 and I grew a beard. I I never had COVID and my brain is foggy. <laughs> I have foggy COVID brain without the COVID because I can't think of who was the opening day starter. If you don't give it to me in 10 seconds, I'm going to strike you out automatically. So I just have to say a name to In 10 seconds. Around. Is he old? Is he young? He's young. Matt Liebertor. <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> uh, he is a lefty. Did the trade him? Yeah. Lefty. God, all I can think about is yucky arms. Lefty. Oh my gosh, I got it. Blake Snell. Chipotle. Twitch. Oh. Nike shoes. Oh, and by the way, 2018 Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell from Seattle, Washington. It's such a crap year with the Padres. I totally forgot about that. Trip. Yeah, honestly, if you look under the hood, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Well, he had some, I guess he started off poorly. In yes. No, no, and no, and, and, and the traditional numbers are ugly, but oh, okay. under the hood, yeah. not, not so bad. Yes, Blake Snell, look at that. So we've got Scott Kasner, James Shields, David Price, Chris Archer, Tyler Glass now, Charlie Morton, and of course, Mr. 2018 Cy Young. I'm going to give you a standing ovation because that was a great trivia question. That, that might have been one of the best trivia questions uh, thank you, thank on this pod. I mean, that was thank you. That was really fun, and it was, I think, not easy, but like, it, it was, was it was a good, it was a really good trivia question. Yes, thank yeah. you. I knew you would enjoy it. I know that the Locked On Race listeners would enjoy it as well. I hope yeah. you all played along. It's always good to play along with trivia. And, and again, if you guys have trivia questions, email us. Yes. DM us. If you want me to put Kevin on the hot seat, DM me. Yeah. That's my Twitter handle right there. Wait, that one, right there. And then Kevin's is like right there. 
Yep, you got it. Very good. There you go. Boom. That's and then so if you want to put me in the hot seat, DM Kevin. Okay, or just email us, and then we'll we'll figure it out. Okay? Yeah. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening and, and watching. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Kevin. Can you tell us how we can subscribe to Locked On Rays on YouTube? You just go to YouTube and type in Locked On Rays. Wait, so it's easy then? Yeah. So people should be subscribing left and right. I would think so. Okay. I would think. Good. What a way to end a Friday show. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, in addition to this podcast, make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well. And we will talk to you next week. See ya.